Upload date, Thursday, March 17th at St. Patty's Day. Today's Monday, March 13th. It's 9.46 a.m. Here we go. Three, two. It has been a shaky week for Braves fans. Tuck Coward from Atlanta's 680 The Fan, the flagship of the Atlanta Braves, and my best friend, pops in this episode to talk about Freddie Freeman's departure... Don't tell me that, oh, he's a brave guy. He wants to be in Atlanta. No, he doesn't. He wants to get paid, and, and that's okay. And Matt Olson's arrival. There was one place to, to go and, and leave here, and that's, that's the place to do it. When you break open a bag of Doritos this week, it's going to feel a little skimpy because Frito-Lay has made a decision that affects your bag of Doritos and affects their bottom line to the tune of $50 million in savings. Dolly Parton has withdrawn her name from the ballot for consideration into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022. There was a lot of conversation during this podcast when the list of potential nominees was first dropped. Turns out Donna has now had a change of heart about Dolly, not about her like or dislike for me, her husband. So we're done. Oh, okay. Me too. Me too. Coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that are already on your mind. Conversations uh, about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends. Things like current events and trends, pop culture, music, every now and then. Endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Hello, Donna. Welcome. Hello, I am Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. I'm wondering if we're just so numb to the world and to news and to everything that's going on. And maybe this came out of, you know, being in a pandemic for two years. But we're basically on the the edge of World War III, some would say. Are we? But it just seems like everybody's just kind of going along with their business. What are you supposed to do? I don't know. And that's where I think I'm feeling kind of helpless or hopeless or whatever, because I don't really know what the answer is. I mean, it's not like I can charge to the front lines of Ukraine and help these people. No, let's not do that. Although some people are. I saw... um a GoFundMe account in my Twitter feed in the, in the past couple of days, somebody who's leaving their job and is going to translate, who, who's going to Ukraine to translate for the, the refugees, like leaving a job at, at Kimberly Clark or something. Yeah. I mean, I think people feel a calling. The other thing that a lot of people are doing is there are a lot of VRBOs over in Ukraine and they've obviously lost money, but people are booking them and paying for them. Just and not going and not going just to send, you know, money to people. I just, um, would that be a hot vacation spot for you? I mean, previously, before Putin decided to charge in and ruin the country. Yeah. I mean, I just think like, I mean, for me, it's heartbreaking in the morning. I can't have the news on when I'm getting ready to take Charlotte to school or have her see it because it's it's a little I mean, it's tough. I mean, and it's reality. And certainly she's not she's 16 years old and, and, you know, they're talking about it in school. But just seeing the parents and the kids and the. You know, the separation and, and the fear in these people's um, eyes and just what they're dealing with. It's just very, very sad. You know, I do think that amid, among all of like the negative stuff, I've seen some amazing things. I saw a story about, you know, the Ukrainian people are very um, spiritual. They're very kind. And I saw a family, a couple of families, they were doing a story on it, who had taken in basically their enemies and, and fed them. And and given them the, the Russians, yeah, soldiers and stuff, and given them some something to drink and that type of thing, and, and it made me think like, would I do that? I don't know. I, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could. Uh, Max from Dancing with the Stars was on Good Morning America with uh, T.J. Holmes was uh, 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 the the anchor who did the interview. You're going to hear a 20 second clip here. Max went over there to defend his country. That's where he's from, and he says it, it broke my heart to leave. When I got to the train station, I realized that it's all women and children. And, uh, you know, I spent a couple of last days with that uh, survivor's remorse. I believe that that's what it's called. And um, currently working on an opportunity to go back. And so probably sometime next week, I'm going to go back to Poland and uh, joining efforts on the ground and sort of like want to justify my safe out that way. 
he said that he, you know, obviously he wanted to come back to America and, and get out um, and that he could use his celebrity, you know, in a more prominent way through um, coming back and telling the story and posting on social media. And some people were like, no, this is your home country. You should stay and you should fight until the end and, and protect your country. Like you're, if this is the, the country that you were born in and you're so passionate about, then you shouldn't have left. So what do you think about that? Like, would you, if we were in this situation, would you um, do what? get us to the border and then turn around and go back and fight? Or what would you Which do? Which way would that be? What do you mean? Where, where's the border? North, south, east, west? Where are we going? We'll just say, okay, just say we're in a war and, and you have to get us to safety. Us being the family. Us, the family. us okay. being the family. Okay. Get to safety. All right. Yes. Get to a border. Like Mexico, U.S., Canada, U.S.? Yes. Uh, how would we get there? I have, I have no, a clue. No, not how would we get there. Wouldn't be a Lyft or an Uber because they have a surcharge right now. Okay, because not how would we get there. Uh-huh. Once you got us there, if we are in war, right. are you coming with us? Or are you going back to fight for your country? Oh, I'm going with you. Are you kidding? I'm driving. We're flying or steering the boat, whatever we do. Yeah, no. I mean, you, here's, you don't even have to think about it. No, I don't. Here's why, though. Here's why. I, there's nothing I could do, Don. I couldn't fire a gun. I couldn't clean a gun. I couldn't fire a mortar. I couldn't. What, what can I possibly do in war? But but there there are people who like there's a supermodel in Ukraine who God bless her had to strap on an Uzi and get to she work on a what an Uzi and get to work I mean like it's not like to work what kind of work does she do she's going to fight for her country like these people she, have okay stop it stop stop the St. Patty's Day music please there's a supermodel in Ukraine who strapped on a what'd you say Uzi and she strapped on an Uzi and she ran into war. Did well, she have training with Uzi? Had no, she ever been to a gun safety pe- class like I did when I was a Boy Scout? None of these did people have. Did she have orange, uh, hunter safety orange on? I, I, I could do no good. What, what, can I, what do you think I could do, Donna? You're a grown man. You're you're a capable. That's not the question. But you're capable of. Of what? Of fighting. Of, Am I? You think? I don't know. Think Actually, I don't know. They need, che- they need to check your papers first, probably. If you're listening on Upload Day, today is St. Patty's Day. They did die the Chicago River green. And spring officially rises to Sunday. Can you believe that? S- spring has snuck in to the calendar. Tom Brady's back. 40 days, I think, after he retired. Yeah, I, I've got, I, you know why? You know why he's back? Because he, like every other parent, spent six weeks at home and was like, hell no, I'm going back to work. I am going back to work. In fact, I'm not retiring. But I told you, I am so tired of this stuff. And like everybody's so excited that are like, you know, Tampa Bay fans and Brady fans. Oh my gosh, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. And I love Tom Brady. And I'm glad that he, you know, I I was kind of like, meh, it's going to be boring not having him out on the field. However, what means anything anymore? Like, why do people say anything? Nothing means anything. Well, this this is kind of a... uh... No, but a blanket it, statement is it? But it's pretty much true. It's like you, people just say stuff. Nothing means anything. Nothing's true. Nothing. I mean, it's like you're retiring. You retired. We had a big to do that you're retiring. A big to do. Yes. Remember the whole thing about uh, remember the ESPN reporter who, yes. who broke the story. Um, what happens to the dude who bought what he thought was um, Tom Brady's last NFL touchdown ball? It was over like a half million dollars that this person paid for. We that's probably not going to now be Tom Brady's last NFL touch ball, a touchdown ball. He's played twenty two seasons, won seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs, three NFL MVPs, made fifteen Pro Bowl uh, Pro Bowls, and Tom Brady said on Sunday, "I have some unfinished business." What the have you got unfinished? What 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 do you have left to do, Tom Brady? Get out of his house. I'm telling you. Get away from those three kids. 40 days, 40 days, six weeks, basically. Have you noticed that there are five fewer Doritos in your bag of Doritos from Frito-Lay? If you no, I don't eat Doritos. You eat a lot of Doritos. Love Doritos. If, love them. If you you were, love them. If you were to count the individual chips in a bag that has recently been produced and put on the shelf by Frito-Lay, you would count five less actual chips in your bag because of uh, inflation or because of Biden. A lot of companies are doing this. Is it legal? That answer is is coming up. Now, a difference of five chips, Donna, may not seem like a whole lot. But cutting half an ounce from a bag 
while leaving its price unchanged, correlates to roughly 21 cents per bag in savings of Frito-Lay. Five chips. You're going to get one fewer brushes out of a tube of Crest 3D White Radiant Mint Toothpaste. Pepsi is not coming clean about Gatorade. Buy Gatorade today. The sports drink recently replaced its 32-ounce size with a 28-ounce bottle for the same price. That's equivalent of a 14% price increase. The The final number for Doritos, I didn't go deep with that. Um, for 200 million bags of chips, that means the total amount saved is over $50 million. Okay, well, that's a lot of money. For Frito-Lay. Now, that's somebody like, that's a consultant that comes in and is like, okay, this is Let's like... Let's five chips. They'll yeah. never miss them. Yeah, seriously. And that person just saved the company that much money and probably got a huge bonus. Last episode, we talked about the C2C Festival in the UK. Coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Who's getting the most buzz from their performances following the Country to Country C2C Festival in the UK last weekend? And uh, Eric Church covering Nelly, ride with it? Yes. You're going to hear it. We'll tell you why he did it coming up. Plus, did Pete send Kanye a selfie while he was in bed with Kim Kardashian? Donna has the latest on the uh, that, that stuff. Well, the Kardashian news. Yes. That's your wheelhouse. You heard Donna last episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night podcast say that we're having a wolf, uh, Wolfman lookalike contest on May 21st. That is the parking lot party. Last year, we did it leading up to July 4th. This year, we'll do it leading up to uh, Memorial Day, I guess. So get that date on your calendar. Come on out. We're going to have food trucks. We have live music. We move furniture out to the parking lot, and it's a parking lot party with, without, with very clear. There was some some correspondence last year with uh, Lee Bryce's management team. It just did not work out. Uh, well, Lee, he didn't know anything about it, Don. It's not that it didn't work out, and they were wondering why we were using his name. And I said, listen, we're not using his name. We're using just parking lot party. Yes, which like, well, I, I don't think he owns. Well, but uh, he doesn't own parking well, lot party. We, we can afford, have a parking lot party. Here's what we can't do is afford more litigation. Okay. Donna from Gallery Furniture maybe, but the Choates cannot. Okay. May 21st, it's a Saturday. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be beautiful, record high temperatures. How do you know that Cadillac Jack? I don't, but we're just uh, crossing our fingers. So come on out. 1600 Browns, Bridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for the Wolfman. And now ask for Marilyn, Donna's daughter, who kind of runs the ship up there in Gainesville. Although Donna's there most days. I'm headed up after we record this episode to say hello and take some pizza to everybody. Look at the uh, uh, everything that's arrived. They get they get truckloads and truckloads and truckloads of, of, of furniture every single week. Even during the pandemic, when there were supply chain problems gallery furniture still had the trucks rolling in every single day is it discount furniture no is it at a a huge discounted price absolutely it is but you can get stuff for your your kitchen you can get recliners you can get sectionals you can get bedroom stuff mattresses yeah and that's a great point i have people ask me all the time like is this an outlet store is it you know um knockoffs or um you know pieces from other furniture stores that have you know come here to rest and in their final place. And that's not the way it is at all. She has brand new, beautiful furniture um, and a lot of styles that you may not even be seeing other places because again, she buys so much inventory that she gets, as they say, the first pick of the litter. So um, she's got really good, really, really pretty furniture, tons of rocking chairs. Spring's coming. It's time to get those rocking chairs back on the porch and lots of um, outdoor furniture. That's the thing. Gallery is not one thing. Um, It's not just the place that, you know, there are some furniture stores that are known for couches or sectionals or that type of thing. Gallery has everything. So if you need Dining room tables. Accessories. Yeah, rugs, Lamps, anything, uh, uh, mattresses. Stuff to put on the wall. Yeah, they've got everything. They, they have as much furniture as that big box retailer that you think you need to go to. But the biggest difference between Donna and those stores is, number one, she owns the store. She's in there. She's not just a manager or worker that's paid hourly. She owns the store. So she gets to make all the decisions on how to price things. She can help you with financing. She can help you with delivery. And the biggest difference is you're going to get your furniture when they say you're going to get it. You're not going to be waiting around for four or five months and just kind of have your money on ice waiting for something to get delivered. So it is completely worth the drive to go up and see her. Every time I'm up there, Donna is is strapping down furniture on the top of, of, of trucks and Isuzu's and, and Corolla's. You find it on the floor at Gallery Furniture. You take it home today. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. Thank you, Donna and Gallery Furniture, for your support of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Also, we are grateful for pod support from T-Mobile, Brightmore Healthcare, 
Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline. And my second act brought to you by Ford, Bill Ford Tough. Scoop your F-Series truck at Fayetteville Ford, and you scoop a lifetime powertrain warranty, too. Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. It doesn't get more real than when you promise to spend the rest of your life with someone. An excellent wedding experience for any guest starts with location. Your guests want to be close to the wedding venue, restaurants, and shopping. They want a comfortable place to rest their heads at the end of the night. Being surrounded by family and friends on your wedding day makes it one of the most memorable days of your life. Your best friend from college, your grandma, your childhood bestie have different tastes and budgets. So your choice of host hotel is Paramount. And that's our name. Paramount Hospitality Management offers nearly 300 rooms and three hotel properties in Noonan. Town Place Suites by Marriott, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Home Two Suites by Hilton. Paramount, the brand you know, Depend on and trust Hilton, Marriott, Weston. It would be our honor to host your guests on the weekend of the most significant event in your life. revisit something from Tuesday's episode of the podcast about the C2C Country to Country Festival. It was last weekend in the UK. Luke Combs closed London Sunday night. Final show of the night was Dive from Ed Sheeran. We had a clip during Tuesday's episode. Now, since then, Luke has decided to release a video, a performance video is what it's called, of the entire song and this is a professional quality type performance video it's not like shot on an iPhone 13 this is like they brought in they, they knew he was coming out obviously and they prepared for this what I think is interesting is when you watch the video and we'll include it in the letter this Saturday issue 103 Luke knowing now that Ed's getting ready to come out at about uh, 1 minute and 33 seconds into the song Luke's walking around the stage and He's, he's, he's nervous. You can tell he's got nervous energy because he knows what's getting ready to happen. You know, mm-hmm. like he's kind of pacing around the stage. Mm-hmm. Now he's performed this song many times before, including um, the Spotify sessions. So he's very familiar with this song and, and, and has performed it many, many times before, but never with Ed Sheeran. Yeah, that's a big deal. So here is, uh, here is the clip. Here's the moment that Ed comes out. Here comes Ed. Your mystery. I tried They both have very, very identifiable voices, as we've talked about. I mean, there's no more identifiable, I don't think, voice in country music right now more than Luke Combs. Obviously, like, yes, Keith Urban has his Aussie accent and everything, but I mean, there is just a Luke Combs signature way of singing. And also in Ed Sheeran's home, you're in London, and have yeah. Ed Sheeran come out and perform that song with you, it's got to have been, I, I can't wait to talk to Luke next time I see him about this, because... You know, who called who? Who who set this up? Did, did did Ed know that you performed? You covered this song in concert. Was Ed familiar with your music? How familiar with was Ed with your music? And and just the, the well, he the, may the not backstory. even know that. Maybe he doesn't know how familiar Ed was with his music. But um, I, I've always thought that that song sounds like a country song. 
I mean, it, it again, that is a perfect song for Luke Holmes to sing because it does sound like a song that he would almost record in a way, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. That's a good pairing. We'll include the video and link to the video in this Saturday's issue of The Letter. Text left on red. Red is the color. No spaces to the number 22828. Left on red. R-E-D. Red. No spaces to the number 22828. Dolly Parton has decided to withdraw her name from consideration for induction, the class of 2022, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Much conversation on this podcast about artists like Dolly. And let's just focus on this year's class alone. And they're not the class yet. These are just the the first round of, of names for the possibility of induction. Uh, Lionel Richie, Dion Warwick, Dolly Parton. Do artists who are not rock and roll, in the truest sense of the word, or words, do they deserve or are should they be recognized in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? From February 24th, the Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast. Title of this episode, Two Mixed Doubles and a Shot in the Back. What's that about? The shot in the back was probably pickleball. It was. No, it was when I played mixed doubles with um, oh, that's right. yes. Sean that's and right. I got hit constantly in the back. Brian Mansfield was our guest. Brian Mansfield is the managing editor of CountryInsider.com, but for 18 years was the music point person for USA Today. Based in Nashville, but um, covered all genres and formats of music. Album reviews, concert reviews, uh, anything music related. And he's considered a, a music historian and a music expert. And we had him on a recent episode, and he was fantastic. And one of the questions that we asked was about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and artists that, that aren't classified maybe as rock and roll artists. I think it is important not to take the words rock and roll in that title uh, kind of at face value. And and if you're coming from a format perspective, I mean, you're a country radio guy, so you think in terms of format, um, voters for this do not really think in terms of format. Uh, rock and roll at, at its very beginning was kind of this mix of all of these different styles coming together. You know, if you think about the history of popular music, country and you know, what were called race records originally became R&B. They were kind of split apart in the 1920s. It sounded very similar, but they were made by different groups of people for different audiences. They kind of came back together in rock and roll. And so one of the things that we have seen in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations over the years is it's not just about the sons and the daughters of Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley and the Beatles. It's kind of this, this mix of popular music. And so, and one of the things that they really value is people that come in and mix up those genres. You're not going to get a lot of power chord guitars out of Dolly. You do get that mix of stylistic influences from her. And if you remember going back all the way to the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class, and I think it was 1986, four of the original group of inductees were at that also had number one country records at some point in their career. So this is not unheard of. Here is the list of those members of the first class. Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, Elvis, Fats Domino, James Brown, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Ray Charles, Sam Cooke, and the Everly Brothers. What do you think about Dolly's decision? I think it's very classy on her part. I think it's, um, it is vintage Dolly. Always just, you know, so sweet and like never wants to stir the pot or create controversy. And I'm sure she had probably heard maybe some rumblings about like, well, you know, not from our podcast, not from me. But I mean, like, you know, why did, why is she nominated or that type of thing? And I think she just, you know, wanted to remove all of that and not have this, you know, if, if she did win, not have this speculation over it of like, An asterisk in the, yeah, in the history you books. know. Uh, very classy move. If you're Dion Warwick, if you're Lionel Richie, if you are, uh, so, so if, if you're one of those artists, how, how do you feel now? Well, now that she's created this problem. You know how when someone does something, it's like we talked about, like if you go to a charity thing, like with like, say you and your wife, like if you and I go and Tug and Laura come to, our friends come to a charity thing and we're planning on giving like $50. And they give a thousand. And they throw in a thousand. We're like, what in the hell? Yeah. Like why? So now like does Lionel say, okay, I'm going to follow suit and Dion, I'm going to follow I suit. I don't think so. I don't think they do either because I also think then it's, in a way, it could be construed as kind of like a slap in the face to people who have, you know, put them in for induction, too. Dolly made the announcement Monday 
on her Instagram account. Even though I am extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated, and we got to remember that the, the, these right. artists have not been put through necessarily. You know, the votes haven't been counted yet. The votes haven't even been made. This is just the first round of artists who are being considered for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022. I really do not want votes to be split because of me. So I must respectfully bow out. I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy. This has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I have always wanted to do. Of the 351 previous inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Donna, only nine are country. Nine out of 351. That's 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 interesting. And uh, we went through most of them just a moment ago in that list of the first class. But let's run through them real quick. Chet Atkins, Bob Willis and the Texas Playboys, Johnny Cash, Floyd Kramer, Bill Monroe, Carl Perkins, Jimmy Rogers, Hank Williams Sr., and Brenda Lee. Dolly and Brenda Lee, had, had Dolly not withdrawn and, and gotten through, Dolly and Brenda Lee would be the only two women in the history of music to have membership cards in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Country Music Hall of Fame. Big Braves news this week. We're going to pull in Tug Cowart, uh, my best friend. Tug and I used to be part of a morning show in Atlanta for 10 years on the former Kicks 101.5. Tug is now morning show host and program director of Atlanta's Extra 106.3, the new home of Neil Bortz, and you may not know this, they just signed the Kimmer. What? Yeah, Kim Peterson. I love it. Legendary Atlanta talk show host as well. Tug is extra. Tug also hosts the Braves Country Podcast, one of only maybe three officially sanctioned podcasts that are officially sanctioned by the Braves organization. Braves Country Podcast, talk about uh, the fact that Freddie Freeman will no longer be an Atlanta Brave. Alex Antopoulos, the GM of the Atlanta Braves, said almost in tears yes. on Monday, this was the hardest decision he's ever made. And he did not say that they weren't signing Freddie Freeman at that point, but he alluded to the fact that that was the case. And, and he said it was the hardest decision he's ever made. And, and look, I understand it. You know, he's a fan favorite. He's come up through the Braves organization, but he wanted an incredible amount of money. He's able to get it. Where's it going to wind up, do you think? My guess is the Dodgers. There's a little bit of rumor out there for the Angels, but he's from California. You know, if you're going to go to somewhere in California, you want to go to a winning franchise, the Dodgers, they're the crown jewel for sure. Yankees, Dodgers are the most legendary baseball teams in Major League Baseball. So my guess is the Dodgers. But, you know, there is the possibility of the Angels and even the New York Yankees. I read somewhere, it's all somewhere, $175 million is is the offer that he yeah. turned down. Is that Have you seen that or heard that? You would know certainly much yes, better I than have. I have. Yeah, no, that's yeah, exactly right. And, it's tough for Braves fans because they've fallen in love with the guy. But here's the deal for me. He's going to go and, and can go make his money, and I'm not mad at him for doing that. But but don't tell me that, oh, he's a Braves guy. He wants to be in Atlanta. No, he doesn't. He wants to get paid, and, and that's okay. So I'm not mad at him, and I'm not mad at the Braves for not paying him that kind of money. He's 32 years old. I cheer for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. Uh, Braves manager Brian Snicker was visiting with the media when news broke Monday um, yeah. with this big trade for uh, Matt Olson, who is going to first base of the Braves, Parkview, a uh, high school guy. Third big leaguer out of Parkview, including Jeff Rancor. Snicker had no idea what was going on. Here is a, here is a clip as uh, uh, Zach Klein from Channel 2 WSB-TV Sports here in Atlanta uh, alerted Snit to, uh, to this big trade. Here we go. Jeff Passon's reporting right now that the Braves and Oakland are in agreement to trade that will send all-star first base and Matt Olson to the Braves. Your thoughts on that? Well, I'm. I don't have really. It's new for me. You know, I've been out here for right. the last two and a half hours. So, um, what's your overall thoughts as Matt as a player? Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I really don't have. You know, you just said it, so I really don't have any right now. I mean, that would mean that Freddie yeah. is likely not coming back. Is that? Yeah. I mean, no. I'm. I knew that was a. I'll put it this way. I knew that was a possibility. He's a free agent, so you know, going into the whole thing, I knew that there that there was that possibility. At some point in time, he may not be here, and if if not, then you know we'll continue on with who we got. What does he uh, What does he mean to the Braves? No, I mean he's he's been our guy for a number of years, and and personally, he's meant a lot to me. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. 
you heard Zach Klein say uh, uh, Jeff Passan is reporting. Jeff Passan is a uh, reporter for sports uh, for ESPN. Brian Snicker was the uh, AAA manager for the Atlanta Braves the, down, at, down at Gwinnett. And if you recall, it was uh, after Bobby Cox retired and uh, Freddie Gonzalez took over. They pretty much demoted Brian Snicker down to AAA because he was a third base coach for the Braves. And during that time, he managed every one of the Braves that are at the major league level at this point as minor leaguers. So he has an incredible relationship with all of those guys, including Freddie Freeman. So when he couldn't put the words together, it's because it affected him personally. He really does have an incredible relationship with Freddie Freeman and has watched him come up through the Braves organization and then was able to manage him at AAA and then win a World Series with him at the uh, the, at the big league level. So that, that's a real relationship there that I think is um, it's easy to look over because a lot of people forget that Brian was the manager of the Gwinnett Stripers at the time. In this trade, we get to first baseman Matt Olson. Uh, the Braves say goodbye to... Shay Langoliers is a catcher that, uh, that is gone. Uh, Christian Pache was a, uh, a guy that expected to be one of the Braves' key outfielders. Uh, he was a, a guy named Drew Waters, who's also a uh, guy that went to Etowah High School, and, and he's in the Braves organization. But the problem with Christian Pache is that he could never he could never figure out hitting at the major league level. He is an excellent fielder. If he can ever figure out hitting, he's going to be an incredible major leaguer. But uh, at this point, he's not been able to do it. The Braves have given him a lot of opportunity. Christian Pache tweeted on social media, my heart is broken. I just found out that I was traded to the A's. Now, I, I don't know that it was as much him 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 pointing out the fact that he'd been traded to the A's as much as it was or is him just being traded. I bet it's a little bit of both. Okay. To be okay. honest with you, so the Braves are a great organization. And, and look, the A's are not a great organization. They play in a dump for a stadium. The, the city won't build them a new stadium. And, and there's been, you know, they've gone back and forth and back and forth on that. There's been, you know, rumors that they're going to and then they weren't. And going to the A's is not a, it's not a great destination for baseball. I mean, and of the five teams in California, it's the, the least of the five, you know? So it's, you know, it's just not, it's not a great place. And the Braves is a, a stellar organization, probably in the, in the top five organizations in all of baseball. Uh, so my insight from uh, Tug Cowart, who uh, knows baseball sports inside and out. And um, of course you can uh, check out Tug in, in, in mornings on extra one Oh six, three here in Atlanta, uh, the new home of Neil Bortz and also uh, Kim Peterson. You guys just signed the, the cameras. Check that out. And uh, host of the Braves Country Podcast, too. One of uh, only a handful of officially sanctioned podcasts for the Braves organization. Tell me, Charlotte, happy birthday. I'll do that, buddy. I know I'm running a little behind on it, but I can't believe, and I don't mean to take up more of your time. But well, I got a like time when, in the world for you, man. When you, when you see her now, she's a, such a young woman, and, and she looks so mature, and she's so lovely. And, and, and I remember her as the little bitty Charlotte. You know, she was always the yeah. youngest of, of all of our kids. Gosh, time flies by. I was looking through pictures the other day. I think I may have sent you one or two. When we went to the, uh, when we did a broadcast on the Disney cruise, boy, that sucked, it was, didn't it? You know, to be radio yeah. station owned by Disney. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was me and you and, and and Donna and Laura and then and then all the kids. But uh, you know, we had it was almost like a little duck walk of, you know, uh, Charlotte and Jacob and Olivia and Will, and they had the time of yeah. their life. And now they're all growing up. Godly, and they are. Charlotte doesn't doesn't look like a little girl anymore, which is. Um, it makes me want to just go give her a hug and tell her to stop growing up. Or she loves her Uncle Tug. Uh, you found a jump drive uh, recently, and it had like yeah. uh, just hundreds and hundreds of files of way back when we were together on a morning show here in Atlanta, the former Kicks 1015. It was a three-person morning show. Two of us chose to work. I listened, I've listened to a little bit of it. And one of the, one of the bit, I, I thought about, I don't, what do you think about this? I, I thought about playing you should. A couple segments on the podcast. One of a couple. Oh, I've only had time to listen to a couple of the hundreds of files. But one of the moments that I listened to was the break that we did the day that your brother-in-law went to Qatar. That's right. When he was deployed, yeah. When you dropped um, him off at the airport, and and he was a captain yeah. in the air force, and that's right. And that was real, raw, genuine, authentic radio. And you don't get a whole lot of that anymore. Yeah, he had uh, he had left for a year, and if you recall. His wife, my sister-in-law, Heather, lived with us for a full year, and we only saw him for two weeks in the middle of the deployment, which was, you know, which was a year long. So at the six-month point, we saw him for two weeks, and then back for six months. It was, 
it was uh, it was challenging. It was, and and let me tell you, Qatar is not the nicest of places to visit. I know there's no go zones, and even though you know some in the federal government are saying, "Oh, those don't exist," but absolutely they do. When there's Al Qaeda flag hanging out front, you know not yeah. to go there. And uh, and he was right there in the middle of it. So yeah, it was uh, that was a moving, moving moment in my life, and um, and you never forget those. Yeah, good radio, good radio. All right, buddy, I'll see you soon, and uh, keep in touch. And thanks for your time. You bet, man. Love you, brother. See you soon. All right, see you, bye. Bye. When you're flying Atlanta-based Delta, make sure that you check out the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. You can also explore every single episode of the Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast going back to January 4th, I think, of 2020. Three different Spotify Hypes on Playlists, one for each season. We had two songs every single episode that we are enjoying, that we have discovered, that we have rediscovered, or that we think that you will enjoy. Uh, very diverse music on the playlists. And Donna, what are you adding? A, a Miranda Lambert song right here. Yes, I'm going to add Miranda Heart Like Mine. Um, I, I'm just a big Miranda fan, and every time I hear like uh, something, something from her, I just like I, I don't know, I just love it. Um, so it is from the Revolution album. Um, so love it, love, love Miranda. How about you? I'm gonna add Kip Moore, and I want you to pick the song because you're a huge Kip Moore fan. He's a Georgia guy from Tifton, Georgia. Um, pick an album cut, actually. Let's not do beer money. Let's, uh, those are probably already on there. Already on there after three Well, three I just, seasons. I added a um, Kip Moore the other day. Um, of course you did. Yes, I remember. Let's see. Here's why I want to do that. Kip Moore was one of dozens of artists that flew to the UK to participate in the C2C Music Festival. C2C stands for Country to Country. Um, this is a massive music festival. Three different cities. London, Dublin, and Glasgow. Glasgow. And so you fly in and you do one night and then you do the next city the next night. And, and so these country artists from Nashville are just jumping over one another like leapfrogs in the UK going from city to city over the weekend. It's a three-day festival. They announced already that CDC, uh, C2C will return 2023, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. Get more, I'm seeing on social media, getting the biggest buzz from all of the artists. And again, there were dozens of them that performed over the weekend. Kip Moore should be headlining the O2 Arena C2C Festival. Uh, this is a festival review from a, a, a what I've also learned on is there the UK loves country music. I always knew I'd always heard that they did. There are so many I'm seeing in my timelines now on social media. There are so many like, you know, how we have like Whiskey Riff and Taste of Country and, um, you know, these other blogs that are that are get great information out. Most of them are great reads. They have the same things in, in, in London. This is from Building Our Own Nashville. Kip first played C2C in 2015, all right? Kip returned to the C2C stage in 2018, went from an opener in 2015 to just under headliner Casey Musgraves in 2018. This year, Kip played on Friday night, just before Miranda Lambert. Kip Moore did not disappoint. A moment we had all been waiting two years for. Kip and his band, the Slow Hearts, gave it their all, and the energy was on fire. Kip was born to be on the stage. His gravely vocals soar beautifully over the audience, and his country rock-styled music creates the most amazing atmosphere that makes you feel like you're in the middle of a headline stadium rock concert. Kip played an absolute blender of a set list. It's got to be an English word, right? Yeah. And did a cover of Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. A blender of a set list. Just like so positive. I love Kip Moore. I've always said he's one of those underrated acts. Um Good, good looking man. Just like I'm telling you, just like on and, and they're right on stage. He just commands the stage. And I've always said he reminds me of kind of like a um, John Cougar, John Mellencamp, you know, from those days, because it's just he, they're right. It's a blend of country and rock. Um, we're going to add um, we are going to add Don't Go Changing from Kip Moore. B-52s on Miranda's new project, too. Now, that's cool. How does that happen? Does she just decide she know, wants I'll to work with them happened. out of nowhere? I'll tell you what happened when they were recording. It's hard to tell if the B-52s appear on this track with her or not, meaning their their sound. I don't think so. Here's why. Because I think that if that were the case, everything you read when the when, when there was this huge push for press from Miranda when she announced this album last week, you would have read the B-52s join Miranda for X song. I've never, I hadn't read that. I've heard that there are some B-52s influences and infusions of their sound oh, and things I like see. that. Maybe I, some sampling. I, right. I have not read they join her. And I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed it. But I have I personally not read 
the B-52s join Miranda Lambert. Now, when she was in the studio recording the album, they popped in on Zoom. But Miranda wasn't there that day. What? Who scheduled that? Mm-hmm. They, 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 they popped in on Zoom, and like, there's a mic stand like this one we're looking at in the studio right now, and then there's no Miranda. Can there's you, her guitar, there's her session players, a guitar player, and a, you know, somebody playing the B-52 keys, and a steel guitar dude's over in the back, slurping on a, an icy. They're just back from lunch. And the B-52s, their names are Larry, Barry, and Mo, or I don't what, what are their names? Kate and um, Fred. Lenny, and Lenny. I, I don't know who's still. Uh, they pop in on Zoom, and they're like, where's Miranda? Well, the crazy thing about that is, like, can you imagine, like, you look over, and, like, the guitarist looks over, and, like, it's, like, in the B-52s are in the waiting room. Like, you know how you have to, people have to yeah, be approved have, to yeah, come in? To, to sign you in, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, hell, what do I do? Do I let them in the room, or do I keep them in where's there? Where's Miranda? She's working out with that husband. Well, okay, but come on. Eric Church, during most nights of his tour, takes a song, Mistress Named Music, and works in different songs. Through the years, he's done about every song except for Nelly. And that changed when he played St. Louis over the weekend, which is Nelly's hometown. Come on, it's a fan favorite. We saw him in Greenville mid-December of last year. Do you remember what songs he did? No, I was trying to think. Um, he's done he's done it all from, from Neon Moon to Night Moves to Bohemian Rhapsody. You never know what Eric Church is going to serve up towards the end of this song. The medley in St. Louis started out with Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good. Then it went full send into Lose Yourself, Blackwater from the Doobie Brothers. Goodness. Into Sheryl Crow's The First Cut is the Deepest. Where it goes off the rails, right? This is where it goes off the rails, right here, he says. If you want to go, take a ride with me to the creek, then I want to go to the east on the ground. You got me. Must be the money. I love it. I, there's nobody else. Nobody else on the road that is doing medleys that include the Doobie Brothers, Sheryl Crow, and Nelly. I'd go see him again tonight if if we had a jet and and money and tickets and like unlimited money and a jet and tickets. I know we don't have any of that. None of the above. Pete Davidson has Kim Kardashian in the bedroom and and, and snaps a photo and sends it to to Kanye or, or DMs it to him on Instagram. What way? Okay, here's the thing. Even if Kim Kardashian is tired, like after hanging out with Pete Davidson, she's like. I don't really want to do this anymore. She has to stay with him for a while just so Kanye can't prove her, prove himself right. Do you know what I mean? Right. She has to make a, a point. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, if you break up with you, someone, whether it's your husband or your boyfriend or whatever, girlfriend, and they're like, you just wait. That person's going to treat you like crap and da 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 da. You can't let him go. Yet. You can't yep. let him go. Yep. You have to. Th- well, what is that period, though, do you think? I don't know. Enough to where they've forgotten about it. You got, you oh, got That a, seems like a long time, though, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That seems excessive. That could be forever for you to be unhappy, just to prove a point. However, um, so here's what Pete Davidson does. He sends Kanye West. He says, he texted him. I, don't know, I guess he has his phone number. And he says, yo, it's Skeet. That's Pete Davidson. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and it don't got to be like this. Okay. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you are so blank lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore, and I'm done wow. being quiet. Grow the blank up. Wow. Okay. What 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 had gotten into Pete's crawl? What had gotten in his crawl to make him send that to, to Kanye? Well, Kanye's all on Kim about letting North be on TikTok. Okay. And questioning her parenting ability okay. overall, and. Um, the screenshots have been the screenshots have been confirmed that they are real. And then Kanye says, "Oh, you using profanity now? Where are you right now?" And Davidson oh, oh. and Davidson clapped back with a selfie of himself shirtless under the covers, adding, "In bed with your wife." Uh oh! Wow, get it, Pete. And then Kanye says, "Happy to see you're out of the hospital in rehab." Well, he has been in and out. And then Pete says, same here. It's wonders what those places do when you go get help. You should try it. Mm -hmm. I'm in L.A. for the day if you want to stop being a little internet blank boy and talk. Who said that? Pete. He said that's Kanye. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, he says, you don't scare me, bro. Your actions are so blank and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. Uh, Davidson at one point changed his tune insisting to Wes let me help you man I struggle with mental stuff too it's not an easy journey you don't have to feel well, this he, way he, anymore well, here's the thing though 
hang on. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. I have your back. And even though you treat me like crap, blank, because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being so nice. People did catch, eagle eyes did catch a peep. A picture of her. uh, No, a Kim tattoo. Where? On his, on Pete's shoulder. Listen, have you heard about his dinger? Have you heard about it? Okay, can you stop? No, I have not. No, I haven't. I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. It seems like funny, the back and forth and the back and forth and back and forth. I think, I mean, I don't know Pete Davidson. I think he's trying to take the high road. I do know that he has, um, a lot of people helped him when he was struggling. He's, you know, talked about Bob Saget reaching out and helping his mom. So I do think that there, we've talked about before what's going on with Kanye and the realness of mental illness and some bipolarism. And I don't know if that's what's going on. Whether you're in Hollywood or you're in Fayetteville, Georgia, or Gainesville today, putting your kids' business and your family business out on the internet is risky stuff. You know, people get mad and they go to their keyboards and they start texting and they do all this stuff. And they also talk to their kids. And you know what? Coming down on people's parents is never a good thing. I don't think that you have to necessarily be divorced to do this. If you're in a married situation and you're, you know, every time the phone rings and it's the other spouse and or, or the other parent and you roll your eyes and your kids know it or, you know, here's your mom calling again or here's your dad. What does he want? You know, those things leak on to your kids. And at the end of the day, all your kids want is to know that their parents love them. And for the most part, love each other. Because even if you don't want to be together, you still should love each other. You've built a life. You've created humans. This is playing out in real time. And I mean, Kanye is very unpredictable. I also want to say, I think he has some valid points that all he's doing, he should not be doing it publicly, but all he's doing is questioning whether his young daughter should be on TikTok doing some of the things she's doing. There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. So I think both of them have you know, valid points. But again, if you're their kid and you see your mom laying in bed with this new guy who's coming at your dad, who's coming at, it's just, it's a lot. And and if you think from your adult mind, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. They're processing this stuff every single day and they're processing at their point, not at 40-year-old people points, 30-year-old people points, 50-year-old people points. I get so tired of adults saying, it's not a big deal. They're just stirring the pot. The kids are involved. Da, 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 da. They don't care. I've talked to my kid. They, they, they agree with me. No, they don't. They agree with you in that moment because they're trying to please you because you're a parent and you should have boundaries and you should be a parent, not a friend, a parent. You could have just sent me a text. All right. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Subscribe to The Letter, our e-newsletter component to this podcast. Also, the Afternoon Rabbit Cadillac. Jack weekdays, 3 to 7 Eastern on the Bear 92.5 Atlanta. Fun four-minute read delivered to you inbox for free every Saturday morning at 9.10. If nothing else, subscribe for the really funny memes that you can steal. To subscribe to the letter, issue 103 hits this Saturday. Text left on red. That's R-E-D, red as in the color, left on red, no spaces, to the number 22828. That's 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. have her number all right we're gonna call uh pot peep rosemarie say hello i am so doing? excited how are you doing rosemarie <laughs> i'm doing great now you've been communicating with miss donna she's right here with me donna say hello to miss rosemarie rosemarie i was thinking you probably be, should be asleep by now i sleep late in the mornings because i'm retired now so stay up as late as i want caddy and i stay up till like two in the morning our kids think we're crazy we have these weird hours now where we just pat around in the house until like two in the morning doing things because we can't sleep you just don't use up enough energy during the day anymore well no. speak, speak for yourself miss rose you know i mean i, I like yeah. to, you know i mean i, I know I, you never stop katie Ben keith boner constantly doing something you discovered the podcast as a member of um the redneck show family which is uh, led by our good friend donna keith rockdale bone how long have you been part of the show there about a year and year and a half He's crazy. I mean, he's batshit crazy. Oh, yes. That's why we love him. Keeps us laughing and keeps us caring at the same time.
Well, we're glad that you discovered the podcast. We appreciate you listening so much. And Donna tells me that I talk too fast and you're having a hard time subscribing to the letter. I can't get it all on your. I don't think oh, you're yeah. the only one, Rosemary. I swear. First of all, you got to find the letter because he's changed it up. So he's just made it very difficult. On oh, is that it, us. Donna? Is that really okay? I can turn your microphone <laughs> off again. I'm going to take care of you, Miss Rosemary. You better not. You got to let her talk. What I'm going to do is get your email address, and I'm personally right now going to sign you up on my laptop. Okay. So that you get issue 103 uh, this Saturday at 910, and then you'll also have access to the archives. So when you get really, really bored, Rosemary, you can go back and, 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 and read other issues uh, of the letter. Do you have like something you cook, like a recipe that everybody loves? I don't, Well, I do have. I did cook pork chops tonight. turned out really good. Okay, that's <laughs> what we need. We need Rosemary's pork chop recipe. And we'll include okay. it in the and letter. And put it in the letter, Okay, yes. this Saturday in issue 103. Will you do that for me, Miss Rose? I sure will. Okay, all right. I'll get that. You can you can uh, email that to me or text. This is my phone number, by the way. Lock my phone number in. Okay. And to reach out anytime. You won't talk or gossip or got a suggestion or complaint about Donna <laughs> or Keith Rockdale Bone. I love Donna. And we'd just be on the phone. We'd be on the phone all day if, if, you, if we opened up my phone for, for complaints about Keith Rockdale Bone and the Redneck Show. Oh, well, um, we could think of a lot of complaints about Keith. We'll include your, none your of recipe. Them, none to, of them be serious, but yeah. What's, no. what's the secret to your pork chops tonight? Uh, I marinated them in red, mostly red, white, and vinegar. Mm. And I finally got the honey-butter ratio right. <gasps> oh. Only cooked them for seven and a half minutes. On each side or total? Total. And how did you but cook they them? Were, they were sliced like about half inch thick on okay. the grill. On the gr- I like that. Oh, okay. that's good. All right. Thank you so yes, much. Thank you, Rosemary. I, I feel listening. like I just won something on radio. Uh, you won a million dollars. Caddy will write you the check. Actually, we're looking for caller number 92.5 and your Uh-oh. caller 92.4. I get the consolation prize, though, right? Yes, of course yes. you do. Of course you do. <laughs> and that's a free subscription to the letter. All righty. Well, I appreciate you so much. And the next so time you're on the Redneck Show, I want to meet you, please. You know, Keith only has me out about once every two, three years. That's a shame, really. He's a good guy. I will tell you that... Um, when my mother passed in October of last year, we did the receiving and the actual service in the same day, which is not nothing anymore is normal, considered normal. Call us trendy with funerals. I don't know, Rosemary, but I think it worked because people that travel from out of town can go to both as You're opposed right. to having to pick one. Anyway, we're, we're wrapping up the receiving. We're about to go into the, the chapel for the service. Just looking around the room, it was about empty at this point. Everybody had shifted to the chapel. And I see uh-huh. the door open. And in walks Keith Rockdale Bone with his mother and they had driven I bet four and a half hours to be at uh, my mother's service for, for myself and Donna and our kids, you know, Keith knows our kids and it just says so much about him and meant so much to me. You have no idea how much that meant to me. So love to give him hell. And I'm not afraid to do it anytime, any, any chance <laughs> I get, but salt of the earth guy and uh, everybody should check it out. The redneck show Sunday nights, crazy, Whenever. crazy, crazy. <laughs> he's stuff. never on time, but he's always there. <laughs> 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 so well put. I'm going to get you signed up for the letter. We love you, Miss Rosemary. Keep in touch, okay? Okay. Thanks, Daddy. We love you. Bye bye.